Hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome back to an all-new episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. We're the show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious insanity there is. My name is Randy. I am your host on this journey. And of course, I'm not alone. And once again, I'm joined by my friend and my co-host, Phil. Phil, how you doing today, brother? What is going on, you sexy bastards? I hope you're all social distancing. <laughs> I am alive. <laughs> Yep, we are definitely alive, and we have an all-new episode for you today. Of course, before we get into that, gotta let you know that Geek ah, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Go to geekworldorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content and media. We are on social media. Check us out on Facebook. Look up Geek World Order and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And, of course, we're on all of the major podcast providers. Check us out. Subscribe to the show. Give us that like, that thumbs up, uh, the five-star rating. Uh, give us some comments. And just help the podcast and just help it grow, man. Do it. Uh, and today, uh, they're joining together to fight for what's right everywhere. Mighty Orbots. That's right, folks. We've got a new one for you today. And... Dude, this show, man. It's freaking beautiful. Dude, just like the intro, like that song is like, that is a pump you up kind of song, dude. Yeah, that was some catchy shit. It's like, go, mighty Orbots. <laughs> that is a theme song. Yes. That is does exactly what an 80s cartoon theme should do you're like oh it's got like that driving guitar which is like a that pow right on that opening lyric that go mighty or bots and then those lovely like <laughs> those lovely 80s drums like doo -doo -doo -doo. right <laughs> gets you pumped dude dude that has got to go pretty high up on the list man just oh, in terms yeah. of 80s cartoon themes because that's just straight up balls to the wall yeah that's something you could definitely yeah just put that on yeah put that on a playlist man dude right you need that like that just like that extra motivation to get those last few reps in at the gym you're just like <laughs> right. just hit that Bench pressing. Wait, wait, where, where did it go? How did I throw the bar through the ceiling? <laughs> Freaking Orbots, man. That's right. Did You're in Planet Fitness, the lunk alarm goes off. It's like, you're like, but I didn't drop it. Um, sorry. You threw it through the ceiling. Um, that's like, that's like the top floor. We're going to have to ask you to leave. I just want to be an Orbot. A mighty Orbot. Fine. Fine, I'm just going to go. Mighty Orbot's on out of here. Right. Dude, the animation, like, is beautiful in this show. Like, it's very anime-inspired. Ah, yep. That you definitely noticed. And normally you'd see that in like the intro and like, oh, that's pretty cool. But that would be it. Right? No, like that animation was fucking crisp throughout the entire episode. Yeah, I know. Because you definitely see a lot of 80s cartoons where like the intro is like gorgeous. It's like definitely made from a home, like a home base studio here, like in the States. Oh, yeah. But then the actual episodes of cartoon, they're like, we're just going to outsource the rest of the episode here. <laughs> right. We spent all of our money on the intro. Ooh, who does that sound like? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, folks, here we are, like, almost, you know, almost 40 years later from the decade and, um... Pretty sure animation studios are still making those same kind of decisions today. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they even have intros for cartoons anymore. Oh, boy. 
Dude, intros for like modern cartoons are just like 12 seconds. You notice that, right? It's like a lost art. Right. Those intros are what get you pumped for the episode. Or it's like, oh, what's that show? Oh, dude, Supernatural. There's like no actual theme. It's just like like three music notes and Supernatural. Yeah, it's like basically like they put more into the recap than they do the actual intro. Right. I think Breaking Bad did the same thing, too. It's like just like three seconds of like, oh, here's the show logo. Right. That's it. Supernatural, like some lightning flashes or something. Boom. It says Supernatural and that's it. It's like, really? You can't give us a theme song? Can't give us, like, <laughs> tell us who the who's in this show? Right. It's like, nah. It's... Even, even the 90s did it. Bro. Like, you got everybody turning around smiling during the whole intro song. It's like, oh, hey, yeah, hey. Right. It's like, yeah, here's this person, is this person. It's like, give us some setup here. Tell us something. Yeah, like some, some good old Saved by the Bell shit. <laughs> right or even just give us like anime intros give us like the sailor moon just tell us the premise of the show oh yeah oh there's a lot of cartoons that do that a lot of like 80s every... cartoons will do that too stuff like Hell oh yeah teenage mutant ninja turtles okay here's the four guys here's what they do here's who they fight all right there you go and that's how you learn a theme song and it right. sticks with you. Oh, dude, so we are looking at the episode The Magnetic Menace. And this is the first episode of The Mighty Orbots. Uh, so we're given a little bit of a backstory here. Uh, this is 23rd century Earth. Uh, so Earth is the head of the Galactic Patrol. So I guess it's some sort of internet, um, intergalactic police force uh we learned that you know humans are exploring other worlds uh we have we get an intro to randu who is the head of the galactic patrol oh yeah and then we get a notice of a member of the galactic patrol he's rob oh rob <laughs> and he's voiced by the same voice actor that voices donatello and you notice that immediately. Which like, is I great. I think the voice... <laughs> you know what? I, the voice fits him, though. It really does, though. And it's always... It's always the... the it's always, the like, the techie one. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got... Like, I started having flashbacks of Ninja Turtles, SWAT Cats. Right. Like, that voice, man. So it's like... I think there's a part of the episode that makes me like, wait, it's like, do people know that Rob is doing this job or is he, or is it like some kind of weird <laughs> secret identity he has? Yeah. So I think there was a scene with like another character or it's like, they think he's like doing normal things. Yeah. That one, that kind of threw me off a little bit, but I, I don't know. I kind of brushed it off. I think I was just too like I was in a trance from the animation, right? Because it was it was good. Yeah. So Rob calls out to the mighty Orbot to the Orbots, and we are introduced to the five of them. We have Tor, who is the leader of the group, and this dude Freaking. is kind of an egotistical dick. <laughs> He's a tool, man. Pun <laughs> totally intended. Dude, he's like. Your really stereotypical '80s like leader kind of douche guy. And the, why does the leader always gotta be like that in the '80s though? Right. Like it's always this typical douche nozzle. Uh, and then we get so and apparently the mighty Orbots all have like some kind of like superpowers for their robots. Oh yeah. Tor is kind of like your Superman. Just kind of like generic super strength kind of guy. Then you have Bort. This oh motherfucker. <laughs> Bro. Woo! He is like not confident at all. No, dude. And he has like shape shifting ability. 
He's like... He's like an emo robot version of Odo from Deep Space Nine. Holy crap. He is. If Odo was like a a moody (laughs) scene teenager... Damn. It'd be Bort. Also kind of reminds me of uh, Saru from Star Trek Discovery. Very, you know, but... I swear that that personality is like there's always that one character that's like that, right? I mean, you got that's like funny. Uh, I mean, you could kind of compare him to Billy from the Power Rangers, but Billy yeah, wasn't Billy but... was a bit of a chicken, but not to this degree though. Billy wasn't that much of a pussy. You know, Billy would like. You know, he he'd nut up eventually. Bort, man, this guy just like complained most of the time. Yeah, he was annoying as shit. Uh, and then we have the uh, the two female robots, Bo and Boo. <laughs> one of them, I think, one of them's got like a magnetic ability. I think the other's Dude. got like some kind of like electrical power. The fucking Sandra D of robots. But um, I couldn't I couldn't figure out which one was which. One is orange. One is yellow. Yeah, the orange one. Ah, uh, she was. I want to say that one was Boo. Possibly. She was a who? She was a robo ho for show. Bruh. <laughs> we're oh, gonna, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll oh. get into that. And we have Ooh. the fifth member of the team, Crunch. Good old Crunch, the dumbass of the group. He looks like Magilla Gorilla. I know. He's like anime. He had some great. Yeah. He had some great bait vibes going. Yes, and he's like purple too. <laughs> yes, yes. Num, num, like Magilla Gorilla, gray bait, like anime robot version of that basically like this dude would literally fit into a Hanna-Barbera cartoon that that's what it reminded me of he, he had some like Hanna-Barbera vibes going so yeah the big uh, dumb idiot that those likes are to the, eat those are the main five members of the team uh there's also Ono who is another smaller who is a smaller robot dude her animation was fantastic and she's like this weird like nanny like caregiver nanny freaking not like a tiny old lady with this tiny like little girl robot right uh so the orbots are assembled because there is a there is a spaceship and it's going through like an asteroid field and oh yeah so we get kind of the intro sequence. Rob's got like this hyper suit. He's like, he looks like a Voltron pilot at this point. Yep. So at this point, the Orbots combine. And apparently once they combine, Ono has like this key thing that like pops out of her robotic chest. And apparently it's the ignition yeah. switch. It was interesting. So, Odo basically has like a a robo dick pop out of her chest. (laughs) And like, bangs the mighty Orbot into being. Pretty much. And of course, Rob is also the pilot of the mighty Orbot. Which I'm going to add, that was... It's the animation, man. Sheesh. Dude, this show is very heavily anime inspired. That is for Yeah, it was. It was so fluid, man. It was. So this intro scene really gives us kind of a good chance to see what the Orbots can do. So we get, you know, the, the combined form is kind of like, you know, punching meteors and comets and really making mostly short work of it. Being a complete badass. Oh, yeah. But they're like, 
All right, so there's kind of more comets that we can deal with here in this field. So they go, all right, let's separate. And yep. it really gives them a chance at to once. kind of... Oh, yes, we can. <laughs> like, yeah, here's a good chance to show off their powers. And which is really what this whole sequence is designed to do. So you get Tor being just kind of super strong and just punching stuff. Basically. Bort is being dumb. As I say something like, oh, let's do <laughs> this plan. He's like, oh, wait, uh, what was that plan again? Uh, what do I do? It's like, it's like wow, I am like, not going to like this guy. <laughs> no, he is probably the most annoying character in this in this show so far. Uh, Crunch is literally just eating them. Basically, tackled and just start crunching on the meteors. And then Bo and Boo are, you know, using their very their electrical and magnetic powers to, you know, smash them up. Yeah, so basically they go through that, and uh, we learn that the shuttle belongs to a couple of big, rock, couple of big rock stars, um, Draco and Drax. Their animation was cool, man. Like their like their animation sequences were freaking awesome. But so they kind of say, Hey, that's cool. We're doing a concert on the moon. Why don't y'all show up for it? But for some reason these guys look shady as fuck. Right? I'm like, hmm. I wonder. Uh, but so we go to seemingly later on like the, or the next day or something and Rob is just peering over a pile of what appears to be work he's like hmm something seems missing here we pan back <laughs> and he's literally looking at like this giant burger he's assembled he's like mustard Dude, it, it needs mustard it was like one of those tall ass Scooby Doo sandwiches Dude, seriously, this thing was, like, insane. It looked damn good. But then this weird-ass bastard just pour, he pours the mustard down the side of the burger. Not inside of the burger, just on the outside, dripping down the side. Right. It's, it's all looking like that giant 47 patty burger from, like, Spongebob or whatever it is. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like every, it's like e that burger that's like every single term you've ever heard in a diner for how to top a burger. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, it's basically the burger that Rob has here. Yeah. And so Ono comes in, he's like, and he's like, oh, you shouldn't be eating like that. That's not good for you. He's basically nagging. She is basically nagging Rob. And he literally says it. It's like, I, I didn't build you to nag me. It's like, all you ever say is, oh, no. Well, that's her name. Yeah. <laughs> so. And he's like, well, I'm going to make it so you just say, oh, yes. It's basically, basically just sits there and reprograms her. Didn't you, like, scare like she ran off? Or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Yeah, so she just goes off to nag the Orbots. It's like, you know, they were like, all right, well, oh, the concert's at this time, whatever. Like, you should all be in, in your charging units. It's basically trying to get them to, like, go to bed, basically. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's pretty much, like, the middle of the afternoon. Oh, she was bossy. Yeah. Oh, so we cut away, and uh, we get a nice shot of this very busy looking planet and we learn of the organization called shadow and their leader umbros oh yeah you're super so i'm like wait so is umbros like the planet itself or like this supercomputer little that was i don't know i just like i saw a bunch of eyeballs like <laughs> Right? And I'm like, is this Frank Welker? Is oh, this... shit. 
it it sounded so much like Doctor Claw. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. I was like, what, what freaking villain does this dude sound like? I didn't even look look it up. I'm like, I'm ninety percent sure that is Frank Welker. Yeah. Okay. So that those were the vibes I was getting. Oh, and of course we learned. Guess who are guess who is Agents of Shadow? Surprise, surprise. Uh, Dragos and Drax. So they think we're just rock stars. Bro. <laughs> this animation is so trippy. Oh so they, yeah. So one of them like playing a guitar and the other one's got like a saxophone or something. And they literally create this monster just by playing the music. <laughs> it looked like this weird, like, ugh. Dude, the animation. I don't even though, know what to describe it, but it was cool. It was cool. It's looking. so trippy. And they did a really good job of making the animation look different. Yeah, to, they did. You know, they they sort of had the set style here up to this point. They're like, all right. So the bad guys are going to have this animation when they create this monster out of music. And it's like, okay, I, I like the the change of the animation there, just to really kind of hammer the the hammer that home and make it look different. It was pretty awesome, I gotta admit. So you're like, all right, good, the test worked. So uh, Umbros is like, very well. Proceed to step two. <laughs> yes, Dr. Claw. I mean... <laughs> Umbros. So yes, uh, so our... So our villain has uh, moved their plans into motion. We get a nice little... Uh, piece of tension here, so... That means it's time for a commercial, folks. We shall... We'll be back in just a moment. Crisco Oil's light taste brings remarkable lightness to salads. Remarkably light, ooh, delightfully light. Ah, two flavor in every bite. Crisco Oil's light taste sets the flavor free. Next to corn oil, specially made Crisco Oil looks lighter, is lighter. But it's really Crisco's light taste that brings out salad's true flavor with no oily taste and no cholesterol. Deliciously, Crisco Oil's light taste. Do you know what this is? It's silica, the major component of sand and most scouring powders. It's harsh and scratchy. That's why you should clean with creamy liquid soft scrub. It's a liquid cleanser with milder abrasives. It cleans tough messes like a scouring powder, but doesn't scratch like one. And soft scrub doesn't feel gritty. So think about it. Scratchy scouring powder or creamy liquid soft scrub. Soft scrub. It cleans like a scouring powder without the scratchy sand. And five. Morris. I thought she was dead. I'll be like new after my wheat germ. Wanna bet? Have to eat right. Oh, I've got something good for you, too. Who says I need improving? Good things like chicken, fish, liver. It's Nine Lives Super Supper. Super Supper? Well, I could stretch to the ball. Mm, Nine Lives unique recipes. Nutritious foods even the most finicky cat can't resist. Nine Lives, you're my kind of workout. You push yourself as hard as you can to do what's best for your body. And the more you push, the more you sweat. You need the best deodorant soap you can get. Give your body the best with Safeguard. I've used other deodorant soaps, and none of them are as good as Safeguard. Only fresh-smelling Safeguard has a combination of rich, thick lather and unbeatable deodorant soap protection. Give your body the best, give it Safeguard. All right, and we are back. As we come back, of course, the uh, uh, the mighty Orbots are preparing for the concert on the moon. Uh, mostly Bo and Boo. So apparently, one of them has this ability to become invisible. Oh yeah! <laughs> so they, they decide like... to. Ooh. So they decide to sneak backstage. Oh, man. Boo the whole time was just making those snide comments. Bruh. 
and they run and they run into uh, Dragos and Drax. And bro, one of them goes like into full on groupie mode. That's Boo. She was like, oh, I forgot what she said, but then she's like, I'm more she's like, I'm thinking more about what we're going to do after the show. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did this get back? How did this they get by the censors? Seriously, like she's trying to get her oil checked. Bruh, somebody <laughs> wants some somebody wants some robo dick. Yeah. Test out the shocks. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they're like, so they, Dragos and Drax start playing music and they basically get knocked out by it. Yep. They're like, cause they actually noticed the insignia of the Galactic Patrol on them. Like, oh. Oh, uh, yeah. We can, uh, oh, we can interrogate these guys to fig- see if they know anything about the Mighty Orbots. Oh, dude, the first guy was like, I don't want no trouble. <laughs> he was not having it. Right? He's like, oh, no. He's like, I know who they are. I don't want any trouble. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, they start playing their music, and they're like, well, this isn't a concert. This is Shadow. <laughs> right. And they bring the monster out full. Uh. So we get so we go to Tor, Bort, and Crunch. They're heading towards the moon. They're like, ah, oh, we should have joined them. We're dumb. <laughs> oh man, bro! And they get like immediate like as soon as they see the monster, like they get drawn towards it because you know this monster has magnetic ability. And it's pretty yeah, strong because a... they are. They are stuck pretty easily. That was a good idea as far as the villains are concerned. That was that was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, our enemies are robots. And, I know. And so uh Dragos and Drax take the take Bo and Boo aboard their ship. And somehow this new this character we're just introduced to, uh Agent Dia, I believe she's called. Yeah. Just somehow just like goes like slips right aboard the ship. It's like she kinda came out of nowhere. Right? And she was cool. And so far this episode they've been pretty good about in kind of introducing and giving us something. Oh yeah. Like no, this person just appears out of nowhere, gets aboard the ship, and just turns off the gravity. (laughs) <laughs> she was pretty uh she was pretty smooth though i gotta give it to her so that's it we're just gonna go in and capture these guys that quick like uh yeah here you go guys i'm turning off the gravity and she like whatever she activated what was it, like a watch or some crap yeah i forgot random, what it was random but, piece like, of tech them in, like this bubble yeah you know that part was just like wow how did that go so quickly seriously it's like are are we really running out of episode that quickly (laughs) did we take too long to set up the plot was the opening sequence too long introducing our characters in the first episode it was interesting so yeah so basically uh bow and boo head out um, so the guys are fighting the monster and like, so at least they have the bright idea to call Rob. It's like, Hey, yeah, we're going to need to form up here probably pretty soon. So, um, maybe you should get out here. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so eventually the, the ladies catch up to them and, oh, dude. Tor just throws out some terrible puns. <laughs> I forgot. Like, <laughs> Welcome he... to the party. Stick, Stick around. around. Yes. Okay. That's, I'm like, oh. like he'd thrown out a couple of bad ones before this. But like, dude, this was like, 
the epitome of the bad puns, dude. Like, I was just expecting one to, like, just do a facepalm and be like, God damn it. Right? Like, uh, can we get, like, Picard facepalm right here? Even though (laughs) TNG hasn't even aired any episodes by this point. (laughs) Oh, man. Because I'm pretty sure the show came out before 1987. Like, damn. Let's just enter in a retroactive uh, Picard facepalm here. Seriously. Ooh. But yeah. You know, he so yeah, he literally says, Welcome to the party. Stick around. <laughs> so from here things just start getting weird. They're like, Oh, we need to do this because they're like, Oh, we need to expose this thing to sub zero temperatures. Cause apparently it weakens the magnetic field. What? What kind of weird science is this? Yeah, that I didn't understand. I'm like, okay, you know what? 80 science, whatever. So yeah, they're like, um, yeah, we have to go, we have to do like 500 below zero. <laughs> so, so I they don't like, know. <laughs> so they like rocket boost. And they're like, oh, let's push this thing into the rings of Saturn. Yeah. So, why does this work? Why does this plan actually work? It does. And it basically, this energy monster that looks like a nine-tailed fox from Naruto... Starts freezing. ...is encased in ice. And it lets them break free, because they just kind of break off the ice. Yep. And it lets them... Foreman, we get the combination sequence. And so basically we kind of get a, play, get played an extended version of the theme song throughout this fight. Which is pretty cool. Which is great, because, dude, the theme song definitely doubles as badass background fight music. Seriously. So but then I'm once again confused by how the tactics work here. So we go from the super cold rings of Saturn to we're going to like super we're going to like Charizard like seismic toss this guy into a lava <laughs> pit. Seismic toss. Yeah, he seriously seismic tossed him. It's like into like a pit of lava. Yeah, we go from ice to lava. And then they like take uh, a, and then they like take a like a giant rock and like plug up the hole they put this guy in, which made zero sense. I'm like, you know what, eighties, you got it. No, this this scene made zero sense whatsoever. Like, how do we go from the super cold rings of Saturn to where did we go that has like a like, did we go to Mars or something? Or one I of the do. moons of Saturn? <laughs> I do not know. So, did we also destroy me. one of the moons of Saturn? Maybe. Because, like, this giant rock they put into that lava hole somehow made it act like a stopper. So, I guess they trapped this thing for all eternity i don't know but there were no other holes on this planet for like the pressure to is do because that nope. that moon exploded when they did that yeah it did it's like so they just destroyed one of the moons of saturn like what kind of cataclysmic phenomena is that gonna cause like it's like literally you guys might have made things worse wait did, did they literally just do something so reckless as literally destroying a, one of the moons of Saturn? Go! Not your Go! Sit your ass in the corner and time out. Seriously, look what you've done. You destroyed a moon. Yes. I'm pretty sure that breaks, like, every rule of, like, Voltron, Power Rangers, everything's like, um... Maybe you shouldn't destroy a moon. Yeah, what is this, Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I haven't 
I haven't seen any Dragon Balls to bring this moon back. Nope. And they literally destroy moons in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and nothing bad happens. Life continues as usual. And Krillin dies every third episode. Yeah. It's like, bruh. Yamcha's useless. I I bet after like the third time Krillin died, they're like, do we really have to go get the Dragon Balls again? It's like, come on, man. It's like, <laughs> it's like when you keep, when you like bring him back to life, do you have to spread the Dragon Balls over the universe again? Like Krillin, just, just, just go home, please. Okay. Go. Go, go home. Can you just, like, put the Dragon Balls, like, right in front of us and we'll just uh, hold on to them till next time? <laughs> like, I I gotta give it to Krillin, though. He did power up in the Dragon Ball Super, but it wasn't by much, so. Bruh. Krillin. Krillin uh, of all people. <clears throat> Android 18. Come on. Dude, Krillin pulls chicks, man. Bruh. How? The 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 only creepy thing about it. Remember that he dated a chick named Marin in the series, and then him and eighteen got together and had a kid, and he named that kid Marin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dude, there was, there was so, that a little creepy. Dude, there were so many weird things going on in Dragon Ball. That there were, bro. Like the one scene where like. Goku like teleported into like Vegeta's home. <laughs> yeah, and he's just sitting in the bed like, uh. Like, what are you doing here? I didn't purposely teleport in here to see your wife's saggy boobs. See, I didn't want to see your wife's saggy tits. I'll kill you, Kakarot. Gotta go. <laughs> right? Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, that show had some weird shit going on. I think the coolest power-up was Master Roshi. Oh, jeez. My man, my man uh, was training. He's been training the entire time. Right. And he even overcame his perviness. Yes, the master pervert. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. Though. I mean, still goes pretty neck and neck with a with a Hapasai from uh, Ranma. Dude, I love Hoppasai so much. Hoppasai, man, the panty Whoa, bandit. What a horror. This man <laughs> is like legit doing panty raids at night. Seriously, he's running around with a duffel bag full of panties. And he wears like a pair of panties as like his burglar mask. Yeah, he like wears one on his head. He like wears it over his face. Right. This guy, he just steals women's underwear. <laughs> so yeah, our monster is defeated by literally locking him in a lava pit and exploding an entire moon. That's pretty hardcore. I could, I could imagine this monster's thought process. First he's frozen, he gets seismic tossed into a volcano and sealed with a rock. He's like, oh, this is very inconvenient. Bro, that fight was literally a Pokemon battle. It was. It's like somehow you've got like this weird Pokemon that you like put all the most random moves on. It's like, all right, um, Ice Beam, Seismic Toss, Fire Blast. <laughs> Use like, Magnetic Pulse. It's like, okay, somebody obviously used all of the TMs on their Gyarados. Right. Yeah, we get a Ooh, so we get a shot to uh, Shadow Headquarters. And they're like, "Your bots will pay for this." <laughs> oh, so we go back to our heroes. Uh, Boo and Bo are getting ready to go to another concert. Yeah, and Tor's of course like, they are. He's like, "Oh, I bet you'd all like to be escorted by a true hero." This bastard, bro. They are having none of it. So they nope. literally go up to Tor and Crunch. You're like, yeah, yes, we would. <laughs> and he's like, Tor of all oh. people. 
And they literally turn, like, oh, Tor's all rejected. And they're like, ah, psych. Ah, come with us. Come on. Oh, jeez. It's like, no, no. The, the, the payoff could have just been that Tor was sad because he's really a dick. Yeah. Tor is the Cyclops <laughs> of this group. <laughs> Yo, when we first said that, I was thinking of Cyclops. Cyclops is a dick. <clears throat> He's like that typical Boy Scout douchebag. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, so apparently even, like, your neighborhood agrees. Yeah, the train agreed. <laughs> Goddamn train. Goes by douche. <laughs> yes, the train. That's what uh, that's what Boo wanted at the concert. That she did. Oh she my wanted God, the train. Dude. She wanted that train run on her. People, we are not kidding. Go watch the damn episode, dude. Seriously, she man. Was, how ooh, does she was ready for that backstage that backstage pass, dude? How does this get? How did this all get through the censors in the eighties, man? I don't know. I wonder what they had to do in order for that to get through the censors. Or, like, what other jokes they had. Or did the censors even care back? Were there even censors they back then? They were high. I mean, it was the <laughs> they 80s. Were high. It was the 80s. They were probably ripping lines of coke all day. Seriously, like, oh, yeah, that'll resonate well with the kids. Yeah, giant... Oh, five robots to make a bigger robot? Yeah. Hell yeah. Make two of them sexy. Yeah. Oh, the you ripping know, kids line. kids are going to purity these days, right? I was like, I know there's like a meme for... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Johnny Bravo. Like, whoever greenlit that show had... Like, hey. Oh, my God, like, dude. Typical uh, male chauvinist. Right, that meme is like, Hey, we got this line for we got this idea for a show. It's about like this thirty-year-old man who lives with his mother. His best friend's a child. Executive does line of coke. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, Make it sounds hilarious. So yes. Oh, dude. These shows are weird. Yeah, they are. Now they, they are. made it somehow. There was definitely a lot of anime influence in this show. Oh, dude. Like, even with that some of the stuff animation. that got through, man. Dude, yeah. how did some of those adult jokes get through, man? Those I are definitely know. some of those things that you see in anime. Boo and Bo, Robo Hose. <laughs> oh my god, what was that? Oh, what was that from, like, Futurama? Like, oh, they called Bender, like, a robo. They're like, a what? <laughs> What'd you call me? I'm not a robosexual. Oh, robosexual. <laughs> oh, fucking Zap Brannigan, dude. Brannigan's law. He's like, I suffer from a very sexy reading disorder. Kip, what they call it? <sighs> Sex Lexia. <laughs> <laughs> Kiff, I have made it with a woman. Inform the men. <laughs> Good God, man. Yes. All velour uniforms. The Snoo Snoo episode. Bro. <laughs> I, dude, I know people who have made Zap Brannigan costumes. And from what I understand, oh, really? a, a full velour uniform like that is not comfortable. Ooh, I can imagine not. Hot. Very hot. <laughs> Jeez. Ooh. Ladies, ladies, the mind is willing, but the body is spongy and weak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even yes, it got to a point that even Zap Brannigan didn't want the sex. Oh yeah, I'm sure he wanted it, but he was tired. It's like no, 
Just a pile of skeletons. Look over at a pile of skeletons. <laughs> They're all smoking cigarettes. <laughs> with smashed pelvises. Oh, man. Oh, dude. Oh, this Good episode. shit. I know. This episode was good, though. It was definitely it really a good was. intro. Uh, the opening sequence was really good. It really got to... It did provide a platform to kind of show off the characters and give us a good introduction to them. This is true. Bort is completely annoying. Yeah. But yeah, Tor definitely gives off that uh, Cyclops kind of vibe. Yeah, he's yeah quite the robo dick. Yeah, I was gonna say, not yeah, I was gonna say not really giving off a Duke vibe. Duke is more of a the Boy Scout annoying. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, reminds me more of Cyclops from the X Men animated series. Crunch might be the best of that, <clears throat> of the whole group. Yeah, Crunch is the lovable, dumb, strong idiot. Yeah. Yeah, and they're definitely playing the stereo- the the character archetypes here. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Tor is definitely the the dick leader, the the overconfident egomaniac. Bort's the cowardly moron. Yeah, and the, then they have the Crunch is the lovable, lovable dummy. Moron. Yeah, yeah. He's got a heart of gold in there. Hey, maybe he actually has some gold conductive wiring in his heart. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and then you have Bo and Boo. And they're Uh, like completely the opposite of each other. One is like reserved and shy. And the other one is... Basically a hoe. Mm Mm-hmm. Robo-hoe for sure. (laughs) So yeah, we've definitely got some uh, stereotypes... It's like 80 stereotypes? No. <laughs> Tor would almost be Zach Morris. Yeah. The 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 two robots would basically be like Kelly and Jesse. That definitely. Crunch would be probably be Screech. Ah. Uh. Maybe Slater. Maybe, Maybe Slater. But, but oh, why do these archetypes always come up in like these weird teenage shows? That's the way it is. <laughs> it's basically the formula. It's like yeah, set ju- yeah, just like set this show in a high school, and they'd basically be the cast of Saved by the Bell. Oh yeah. Yeah, because those kind of shows love their archetypes. Yeah, it's just that basic, that basic formula. It seems to work, I guess. Oh, dude, I love that series on YouTube that just basically breaks down how every episode of Saved by the Bell is horrible. And because <laughs> Zach Morris is trash. He really is. He was, ugh. They're just like, here's, this, here's he an episode of Saved by the Bell. Here's how Zach exploited people and like. It's like, hey, here's like, here's an episode where Zach is gaslighting a girl. <laughs> and he does that f- so frequently. Ah, uh, Chip. Oh, Zach Morris is literally. Oh, oh, an abusive person. He is. Like, manipulative, gaslighting. Very psychologically abusive. Oh, Yeah. Mentally, emotionally, probably physically, but they never dive into that that point. Yeah. He's a terrible person. He is. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, that is... Ooh. Yeah, I know. See, and that's why we look at these shows. Something like the Zach Morris is Trash. They look, they look back at Saved by the Bell with the filters and lenses we have today and go, yeah, this guy's wow. a piece of garbage. 
which is basically what we do on this show. We're like, all right, let's look at back at these shows as men in our mid to late thirties and it's like, hey, <laughs> why were the eighties so fucked up? Seriously, the cringing continues. Oh yeah. And there was definitely some cringe in this one. Oof. Like there's definitely some potential for yeah, these are actually bad people. <laughs> These are actually bad people. <laughs> it's like, oh, even Rob, man. It's like, like ooh. So you literally just reprogrammed Oh No because, like, she was getting on you about eating a burger? Right. Like, she was very concerned about your health and you weren't having it. It's like, yeah. And in the 80s, that kind of stuff was just played off for a laugh. Nowadays, it's like, I mean,. You you reprogrammed the 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 female robot because she got on you for something. Yeah, like, for actually maybe, caring about you. Maybe not as good, nice of a person as as you think you are. There. Yeah. All right, fine. Go ahead and get diabetes on your own terms. It's cool. Yeah. Diabetes. Diabetes. More cholesterol. Oh, that family guy bit. I'm Wolfram Brimley, and I have diabetes. <laughs> I punched my cat. Uh, I punched my cat. Yep. And but, then my, but my cat died <laughs> 10 years ago. Whose cat did I punch? Oh, my God. Wasn't there one where he was like, I ran out of vanilla ice cream and I struck my wife. But my wife's been dead for, I forgot how long he said. He oh, like, maybe it was the I, wife. I, I like, thought it was the Who the hell did I hit? Who did I hit? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so yeah, I think that'll do it for another episode of Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Check us out at geekworldorder.com. Check us out on social media. And of course, like and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Yeah, rabbit hole gets deeper. Come join us.